Thank you for coming tonight. Um, I'd just like to thank Stephen um, again for giving me the chance to share my word, word of testimony tonight. Um, I have to echo what, what Isaac said um, last Sunday and said I, I sort of had the feeling that I would get asked at some stage. So, um, and uh, as it happens, uh, Stephen, he, he caught me at the door three three Sunday nights ago. So, um, But it's, it's great to be here tonight. And um, first, just before I start, I'm going to read uh, from Luke 23. If you want to turn with me to uh, Luke 23. <coughs> and starting <coughs> at verse 39. And then I'm going to turn to Acts, the book of Acts. Verse 39 says, One of the criminals who were hanged railed at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, Truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Uh, turn with me then to Acts 16. <coughs> Acts 16, th- verse 30. Acts 16, and then verse 30, and it says, Then he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, this is Paul speaking, believe in the Lord Jesus and you'll be saved and you and your household, you and your household. Uh, That's all I'm going to read um, from the scriptures and I pray that God will bless uh, the reading of the public reading of his words. Just to introduce myself, my name is Stephen Hughes. Um, I'm 24 years old and I live just um, just from outside of Armagh, about 15 minutes uh, from here. Uh, I grew up in a Christian home uh, with four sisters and one brother. Uh, I'm the fifth of six children, and each of us were brought up under the sound firm, the sound of the firm gospel preaching uh, from an early age. <coughs> from an early age, uh, we went to church twice on a Sunday and Sunday school in between that. So I knew um, from when I was young that I knew exactly where I stood with God um, and that I needed a savior. And of course, I fully understood that. I had to be saved and I had, to, I had to ask for forgiveness for my sin and repent and turn away from my sin. And growing up, growing up in a Christian home and having Christian parents, there's really there's no escape from this fact. Um, I, can remember, I can remember saying prayers before and feeling as if there was no real change, no real change in my life uh, as, a young, as a young child. And uh, I became frustrated because I knew the gospel, you know, I knew it in my head, but there wasn't really a, a moment where I felt the burden of sin uh, lift lift from me. So uh, this continued this continued for some time um, until I was about uh, this is, until I was about eleven years old or so. And my granddad actually would uh, would often ask me as a boy, he would say, "Are you saved?" And he'd ask me, "Was I saved?" And I can remember just one particular instance. He asked me. He asked me that, and I had to be. I had to be honest with him and tell him that I well, I wasn't saved. Um, <clears throat> at this time, 
uh, he had organised house meetings, um, uh, and this was around, this was March to, uh, March of two thousand and nine, and it was there I knew that uh, I had to make things right and I had to fully commit myself and be saved. Um, at one of those meetings, uh, at the end, as the preacher prayed, this was at around nine p.m. <coughs> I asked the Lord to take away the burden of my sin, and I repented fully on that night, um, and I was saved. Uh, Immediately I felt the weight of my sin lift and disappear and uh, I confessed, confessed to my, told my parents and that I'd been saved and I can remember I went back and told the preacher, the preacher at the time was David Henry, I went back and told him as well uh, that night. So this was, uh, I was, I was 11 years old and this was shortly before I would start secondary school um, and attend, attended the royal school. In Armagh, and uh, looking back, looking back at this, this is really a blessing in my life. We saved at this, you know, a formative time when I would then go on into uh, secondary school, and uh, this is this is a, mo- a moment in my life I can look back and say that God was really looking after me at this at this time. As I began the Royal School, <coughs> I immediately, um, at, at the instruction of my parents, sought out good company and made Christian friends. Again, God was providing for me in this way, and uh, I was very, very, very blessed and fortunate that there are many Christians in my, my, in and around my age and in my year group at school, and uh, many of them I, I know well and we consider close friends today. So uh, it was true, a true blessing to be surrounded uh, by faithful Christian friends. Um, something that's it's a real privilege, not something that everyone has been blessed with. Um, so I'm thankful to God for that. I attended uh, SU every Friday um, afternoon and went along to SU weekends and um, got involved as, you know, when, as much as I could. But uh, <coughs> as I came into my teenage years, I became very self-conscious um, to, the point where, <coughs> to the point where I wouldn't really want to push myself forward, uh, be open about my faith. I was, I'd let fear really take hold. And I had a, I had a fear, sorry, <clears throat> I had a fear of speaking up about what I believed and I didn't really talk to non-Christians about it. Um, I didn't really explain to them the gospel or even discuss my faith really that much. And this is partly because, you know, I was, I was only saved a few years and I wasn't reading, I wasn't reading my Bible the way I should have. I wasn't close to God and, um, I was unsure really how Christianity fitted in with the, with the world. And um, another factor was really, I was just, I was being distracted, you know, by school and you have school and homework and, and many other things. And I was just simply wasting my time and I wasn't spending time with God. I was still going to Christian events, you know, I would still go to uh, SU and do those things. But I, I was given a little time to God at that time. And the devil was using distractions to keep me from a close walk with God. It says in Genesis 4 and verse 7, Sin is crouching at the door. It desires its desires for you, but you must rule over it. And fear and worldly distractions really were at my door, and I wasn't really <coughs> at this stage. I wasn't really aware of this. It's all a bit of a it was all a bit of a blur. It really it never really crossed my mind that that I might be might have been been led astray. Um, it was as, it was as if I had become blind um, to what was happening in my life. Looking back now, as I've had time preparing for my testimony and, and looking back, I can, I can see this now, but really at the time, 
<coughs> wasn't something that was apparent to me, and it wasn't, it wasn't apparent to me that I was falling short. It really wasn't until, it really wasn't until university, really, that uh, I got to grips with this, with this problem. Um, again, I was fortunate enough to be living with Christian friends um, in a house in Belfast, a student house in Belfast. And I was sort of, was confronted, the Holy Spirit was speaking to me, I was confronted by a lack of biblical knowledge. It wasn't, I didn't know my Bible, I didn't know my Bible well enough, I wasn't reading the Bible enough. Um, and I could see that, I could see, sorry, I could see that I wasn't really, I wasn't fully living for God. And uh, as I began university, I struggled in the first, in the first six months, it was, uh, I struggled really to adapt to um, my, my course and things weren't going particularly well with my course and I, I sort of I regressed and sort of didn't really want to go places I didn't want to go to the Christian events the, the university uh, Queens has a good a, a strong CEU a Christian Union Christian Union and I didn't really want to go you know I didn't want to go to these events I just wanted to really shut myself away and um, this was, a, this was a, a challenging time for me but I prayed I prayed to God that this would pass you know and after some time um, he answered my prayers, and things did become easier. Um, and it did begin to settle in at that stage. Um, I have had the privilege of serving God through um, holiday Bible clubs and uh, through SUNI camps. Um, in, in particular, uh, one as a, I was a leader, serving as a leader, and this was at a camp three summers ago. <coughs> three summers ago. Um, these have all these have all been great experiences. Um, ones that I look back on fondly and that has given me real encouragement um, and hope and I continue to hope I can continue to do that as camps return this summer. But still <clears throat> there are moments where I, I am afraid to speak up for my faith and this is something that I still have to contend with um, today. I have let, I have let opportunities um, slip by when I could have told people about what I believed and shared the gospel with them. Um, Jesus, talk, Jesus talks about the flesh, the flesh being weak in Matthew 26. And over the years, I really, I felt, I felt too weak in myself, really, to tell others um, about salvation. And for many years, really, I was living, you know, as a, a hypocritical life, as it appeared on the outside that that everything was everything was fine, you know, everything was okay. But um, really, I was I was grieving God because I wasn't going through with Him. And um, <clears throat> I have I have had to reconcile this um, myself with God over this, and um, over the, over the years, the Holy Spirit has guided me, and and He uh, has shown me how I can live a Christ-centered life. Um, I would just urge you, if tonight, if you're saved, and especially if you're a young Christian, uh, I just implore you to steward the time that God has given you by reading His reading His Word and and spending time in prayer with Him. And uh, set your mind, set your mind on things above. It says in Colossians uh, chapter three, verse two, set your minds, set your mind on things above. Um, earlier, I read from I read of the dying thief, the thief um, on the cross, and the Philippian jailer. Uh, two men, two men in a similar situation, two that were close to death, two men who were lost and they needed a savior. Uh, Jesus, when he saw that the thief had acknowledged his sinfulness, he said to him, Today you shall be with me in paradise. Paul responded to the jailer's plea by saying, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. 
One was, one was rewarded immediately, and the other saw him and his whole family saved. Paul didn't, didn't respond. It's interesting to note how Paul didn't say, first go and understand the principle of substitutionary atonement, or go and learn the Ten Commandments until you can recite them word by word, and then you can receive salvation. I think uh, Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, lays it out very clearly to us. Um, it says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the, with the mouth one confesses and is saved. I'd just like to close um, by reading a verse that has stuck with me um, this past few weeks, and I've taken great encouragement from it. It says, it says in Psalm 73 and verse 26, my flesh is weak and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Just pray that uh, what I've said here today would be a blessing to you and that God would get all the, the honor and all the praise and all the glory. Amen.